Welcome, listeners, to another Transformation Church sermon podcast. Let's prepare our hearts to receive the Word of God. Man, it's January. Y'all happy? Y'all good today? Y'all happy in the new year? Everybody have a good New Year's Eve last night, and it's good to see you in church. I'm so proud of y'all for being in church today, first, first service, early service. Man, I, I really am. As your pastor, I'm I'm proud that you're here and putting God first day one. I, I, I'm, in, I'm excited and encouraged about just getting, we, the, New Year's has never fallen on, on a Sunday in a long time. I don't know how many years it's been, but, but like I think it's cool that day one we get to be in the house of God and we get to worship God and we get to declare that he's great over our entire year. And uh, I just, I'm, I'm proud of you for taking those steps. If you're watching online, I'm proud of you too, you know. Um, I know you're a little tired. It's okay. We love you too. We're all, let's give it up for our online people. Come on. We love y'all too. We love y'all. <laughs> I, uh, I just think God's going to do some amazing things this year. He does. That's what he does. He's amazing. And uh, we've been ser- just talking about miracles and the miraculous. And I just believe that, that, that 2023 is a year of the supernatural. I just can believe it's going to be a supernatural year. And uh, God is a God of supernatural. And I'm getting my faith up for the supernatural, for the things that I can't do in my own strength for the things I can't carry and the things I can't fight through. Come on, you know, the Bible says it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And so uh, we're going into 21 days of prayer and fasting starting really tonight. And um, I just really, I'm gonna talk to you about prayer and fasting today a little bit. I'll give you a couple simple thoughts and um, we'll get you uh, out of here. And uh, I just think um, that if, you, if you'll plug in, if you'll plug into the house of God, if you'll plug into the things that, that God is doing here through through our prayer time and through a, a, a body of people connecting together and coming and seeking God's face or plug into one of our connect groups. We'll launch those in, in February, so that'll be a little bit of time. Or, or, or maybe, or just our encounter conference. We've never done a three-day encounter conference. I'm telling you, we're gonna pray and fast for 21 days and then culminate that with a three-day encounter conference where we have some people coming in from out of town and then, and then a night of intentional uh, worship with, with a guest worship leader, Matt Lynch, many of you know him. And, um, and, then, and then we'll have an anointing service where that evening we'll actually have our prayer teams and, and people, we can just anoint our families and our lives for the year and hear the prophetic word of God, just the voice of God will be prayed for over each of us. And so it's gonna be an amazing time. How I many know our, our ministry team that comes down here, those guys hear heaven, they hear from God. And so I'm so thankful for them. They don't just come up here and when you come up to get prayer, when we have an anointing service or we do those kind of things, it's not just like, oh Lord bless them. No, no, like they hear specific things from the heart of God and over and over and over, I hear stories and confirmation of people saying, you wouldn't believe what you prayed for me was exactly what I needed, and it's what God did you know, three days later or one month later. And how did you know that God is, is alive and active? And, uh, and so it's not just tradition. or We don't do these things out of just rote tradition. Does that make sense? We do them because God's living and speaking and moving, and I'm so thankful uh, that you're a part of that. I see Kyle Waters down here on the front row. What's up, Kyle? Kyle has been in uh, Brazil uh, for the last how many months? Four months? A year? Man, time flies. Four months. One quarter. <laughs> you know, man, time's that by four. Uh, he's been there a year and serving um, with uh, YWAM, Youth with a Mission, and, and, and he's been in training and teaching and coaching and been a, been a part of huge crusades over there and has a strong uh, hand of God on his life for, for miracles and, and, and missions and ministry. So, man, it's so good to have you back in the house uh, this weekend. Uh, let's jump into the word. Matthew 17, 14 through 21. Um, this is a, a verse where Jesus has just come down from the Mount of Transfiguration, and uh, his disciples 
had run into some problems. He took three up on the mountain with him. And this is what it says. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, uh, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son. For he is an epileptic and suffers severely for often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. How many know the world needs a cure? How many, how many know that we carry it? That we're the disciples? And I just don't want it to be a year that, that we couldn't cure people. I don't, I, don't want, I don't want it to be a pastor that can't, that can't do anything and see anybody set free. And I, I, need, I need God. Like, I can't do it in my own strength. Like, I can't do it on my own ability and power. So here's the disciples. They're in the same boat that we feel like sometimes we're in. Come on, I, I don't know how to cure them. I don't know how to help, right? I don't, I don't know. I don't have the, the strength that says how they, they couldn't cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, oh, faithless and perverse generation. Man, this is love himself. Oh, faithless and perverse generation. How long must I be with you? Bring him here to me. And so Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why couldn't we cast it out? Why couldn't we cure him? Why didn't we have any power? Why didn't we change our neighbors? Why didn't our school look different? Why, why, why are they still crazy? <laughs> you know? Well, they still got demons. I, well, you know, privately and said to him, come on, I've had those conversations with Jesus. Come on, can we be real in church? Anybody ever had that conversation with Jesus privately? Like, God, why can't I, I can't do anything about it. I don't know what to do. Why can't we do anything about it? So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. That's him, not me. Because of your unbelief. I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move. And nothing, everybody say nothing. Nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind, this is a big theological debate, but I think it's an error to think that this is the demon. He's not talking about the demon. He's talking about the unbelief. The subject is unbelief. He says, however, this kind does not come out except by prayer and fasting. This kind does not come out by, except by prayer and fasting. The title for today is, it's not that, it's this. It's not that, it's this. Let's pray real quick. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for power. Thank you for healing. Thank you for, for being who you are. Thank you that you walked up on the scene and, and you, you, you fixed it in an instant. Thank you for giving us access to that type of faith, that type of strength, that type of prayer, that type of power. Thank you that we're your disciples and you've commissioned us to go into the world and make disciples. You've commissioned us to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cast out demons, to, to, to do supernatural things. You've commissioned us. You've not only given us uh, the commission to do it, you've given us the power to do it. You've given us your spirit. And uh, thank you, Holy Spirit, for being in, in, in us and with us. And we ask you to have your way this year in Jesus' mighty name. Amen? It's not that, it's this. I, uh, I was down in Gatlinburg a few, few weeks ago. There's a shout out to the Henry family, um, a friend of mine. He was, he was uh, uh, showing me around, and I was in um, one of his houses, and, 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 and as I was walking through, he's trying to sell this house, and it's on the market, and it, won't, it can't sell right now, and, it, and he's trying to get it sold, but because the, the well has gone dry, 
in the, in the well. And so when I was looking at this brand new beautiful house, there was all this mud in the sinks. And like every sink was full of mud and every shower was full of mud. I mean, the house was pristine, brand new. No one had been in it yet. I mean, all the things that you can imagine in a, in a nice new cabin that's been renovated. And I'm walking through it and every sink is like full of dirt and mud. And I was like, dang, what's this? He's like, man, wouldn't you know? He goes, <laughs> he goes it's a bad well. He's like, my well's dry. He goes, and so this is going, I can't put it on the market. I've taken it off the market. I've got to get a well dug. It's going to be $20,000 or $25,000. I've had a couple experts come out, and uh, they've, got to, they've got to dig this well. And we're walking through the kitchen, and as, as he says that, he goes, the well's dry, and they've got to dig the well. I hear the Holy Spirit. Now, keep in mind, this guy's been, I've known him for about a year. He's kind of new to the, to the church, new to my friendship. And so, like, you start throwing out God just said in the middle of conversations. That can kind of scare people, Right? Sometimes I take that for granted. I need to be a little careful with the, with the, with the weapons of my warfare, you know? Uh, but uh, so I, I, I'm sitting there, and I'm in the, in the kitchen with him, and I said, uh, he goes, yeah, it's the well's dry. I said, man, I just, this is, listen, I just heard from the Lord uh, that your well's not dry. It's just clogged. <laughs> and he looked at me like, I was like, he's like, what? I was like, yeah. I was like, let's just pray right now. Let's just, because, you know, I'm an addict. Any, any other addicts? I'm going to preach on that this month. Uh, and I was like, let's just pray right now. He's like, all right, dude, you're weird, but okay. You're going to pray for my well? You know, I'm like, yeah. And uh, Lord, I pray right now that this well, it's not, it's, not, it's not dry. This well flows. This is your son. This is his property. This is, this is, this is holy ground. This well is, is, is flowing with water. This is, a, this is a house to be sold for your kingdom and your glory, God. People that are going to come here are going to experience your presence. God, I thank you that this well is just clogged. Anything that's clogging it, God, I ask you to unclog it. I ask it to flow. And I thank you in Jesus' mighty name. And I was like, man, all right. He's like, all right, dude, whatever. And we went on. About a week later, he's telling me, he's like, man, this well, blah, blah, and the house, whatever. And I was like, I was like How? and he's talking about having to get the well dug. And I said, hey, remember, it's not dry. It's just clogged. This is a week later. He goes, he's, he goes wouldn't that be something? <laughs> kind of like, wouldn't that be something? And I was like, no, yeah, it is something. I was like, it's good. He goes, okay. And I was like, let me know. And then a week later, we have church. She calls me uh, the day after church. She goes, man, you're never going to believe this. I was like, well, probably will. He goes, man, remember that well? He goes, I had two guys that went out. Both guys said I needed a new well that was dry. I needed to dig it up. And then the guy that was supposed to do it yesterday didn't come out. And so I had to call a third guy. I'd caught a guy out there. He goes, man, your well's perfectly fine. You got a great well. It's flowing. It's just clogged up. And these two filters need change. And that needs to happen. Went from being a $25,000 bill to a $900 bill, and, and the well began to flow. Here's my point. Some of you feel, feel dry. Some of you feel like, man, I'm all, I'm all dried up. Like, I, I, my walk with God, my life with God, hearing God, like, my purpose with God, my ministry, I feel dry. Like, like what, what am I supposed to do for God in this season? I've been a Christian forever, but I, I feel dry. It's not that. It's this. It's this. There's things that are clogged. It's not that you're dry. It's that there's things in your life that we need to unclog at times. Uh, there's areas of our life that we need to say, okay, uh, this is going to flow again. The Holy Spirit is going to do some 
some things, and that's really the scenario. We see Jesus and these guys up on the mountain. Jesus comes down. The disciples encounter a problem. They encounter a family that's in pain. Their son is demon-possessed. He's been throwing himself into the fire. Come on, putting himself into the water, trying to drown himself. Come on, there's people out in our world trying to drown themselves, trying to hurt themselves, trying to kill themselves, trying to cut themselves. There's things going on, and we, I know it says demon in this verse or whatever. We're like, oh, we don't deal with any of that. We deal with that stuff every day. And I, and I don't just mean like some weird, like, you know, you know demon movie and, and that kind of possession. I mean people and families and kids and identity and gender and issues and all the things that we deal with every day out here in the world that we have to go out into and we can't be dry. And sometimes we have to say, okay, God, I, I'm gonna believe that I'm not, I'm not dry. There's just some things that are clogged up. These disciples see Jesus, they hear Jesus, they now encounter a family that's in pain and they can't do anything about it. I mean, it's hard. I mean, it is, all the things they've learned from God in the last few years, they're coming off the Mount of Transfiguration, all these things they've learned from God, and now it's so disconnected from their reality. Has anybody ever, I mean, I, I'm just to be honest in church, there's times I've read the miracles and I've read the stories and I've believed God and I've heard nothing shall be impossible and you can move mountains and faith like a mustard seed and all these different things that, that we're facing at, at times and, and I hear it, but sometimes it's disconnected from the reality of my experience. Sometimes I go through life or I go through situations and I think it's that. I think it's the boss. I think it's the spouse. I think it's the kid. I think it's that. It's not that. It's this. And some of you are focused so much on that and on the problem and on the situation and on, on your, how do I fix it? And I'm focusing on that and I'm focusing on that. You're going into a new year and you're still focusing on that. And you're so focused on that, you're missing that it's actually this. It's not, it's not that. It's not that it's dry. It's just clogged. And there's some things in your life and in my life that as, as, these, as these apostles experience or disciples experience, there's some things that need to change on the inside of us. Uh, they come down, there's a situation, and Jesus says this. He says, you faithless and perverse generation. How, he's talking to his disciples. He says, how long must I be with you? Now listen, he, he's not, hear me, because that sounds, sounds mean. He's not being mean. He's not being harsh. He's Jesus. He's, he's love. He's love encapsulated. He's, he's God, right? He's not being mean. He's just giving a diagnosis. How many know that when you go to the doctor, you want the proper diagnosis? So many of us are focused on that, which is the wrong diagnosis, when it's actually this. And I want a good doctor to be able to tell me, hey, this is what it is. It's not that. And Jesus says, you faithless and perverse generation. What he's literally saying is, that you're struggling because of your faith. You're struggling because of your unbelief. If you had faith, because he goes on to say it, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, nothing should be impossible. And he says, this type of unbelief, this type comes out with prayer and fasting. And so I think there's things in your life and in my life in 2023 we're going into with expectation. I got expectation for my family and for our church and for my, for my, my job and my calling and my purpose and my children and their education and school and their path and their, their relationships and who they're going to date and who they're not going to date, praise God. <laughs> and, 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 and expectations and hope for you and your family and your jobs and, and, your, and your ministries and what God has for you. And, and just, I just have all this in my heart. I think that probably the disciples probably had the same thing coming down off the mountain and they encounter this pain and this crisis and they can't do anything about it. And they're probably pretty discouraged and they go to Jesus and say, why can't we do it? What's wrong? How come it's so disconnected? Jesus says, because your unbelief, 
This is the first teaching he does after he comes off the Mount of Transfiguration. And I just, I just, here's what he says. Faithless and perverse. Here's the diagnosis. Number one, faithless. You're too disconnected from God. This is a simple diagnosis. Faithless means you're too disconnected from God. Perverse doesn't necessarily mean wicked and evil. It means you're too connected to the world. You're too disconnected from God and you're too connected to the world. That's just what he says. That's what faithless and perverse says. There's the diagnosis. So what I'd say to me, what I'd say to you is if you want things to change this year, if you have the expectation for all the things that we all do, if you want some things to really change, it's gonna come through prayer and fasting. Those those ancient tools of revival, those ancient, where it's not gonna come through good donuts in the lobby. Come on, somebody, I love donuts. I, I love, I, I love you know, having an environment of church that is welcoming to, and friendly to guests and an environment where people can come and, and sense friendliness. And, and, but, but, but ultimately, the things that are gonna change our world and change our life is the ancient tools that God prescribed of prayer and fasting, and they're not easy. That stuff's not easy. If it was easy, we'd all be doing it every day, every week. The reality is that we have to make an intentional decision. That's why in 21 days for right now, the first of the year, we give it to God. He says, if you want it to change, it's gonna come through prayer and fasting. That's the prescription. The diagnosis is faithless and perverse. Some of you are like, man, I'm not faithless and perverse. Well, let's go cast out some demons and see. (laughs) Let's go encounter some stuff. I had a friend in New York, he was a pastor and he was going to pray for somebody at, the, at, this, at this house and it was a, a police officer that actually was demon-possessed and had some stuff in, in his, he got in his life. And the pastor in New York, it's like he was taking one of these young disciples with him, like, we're gonna go cast out some demons at this guy. He's got some real issues and they start to walk up to the guy's apartment and the guy that's going with him is like, uh, pastor, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna wait in the car. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm gonna wait this one out. He's like, I got some stuff in my life. I ain't quite ready to do all that. You know, I, I, just, I just think that the church, we, 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 we got to rise up in power. So the diagnosis is faithless and perverse. The, the prescription is prayer and fasting. Write this down. Prayer connects us to God. Prayer connects us to God. Fasting disconnects us from the world. So why do we fast? Why do we not eat? Why do we cut things out? Prayer, it goes with together, prayer and fasting. This changes through prayer and fasting. We pray and it connects us to God and we, and we fast, it disconnects us from the world. Listen to me, whenever you're disconnected from God and more connected to the world, the fruit is unbelief. It just is, like you don't even know how it got there. Like there's times in my life when I'm, I have things that I'm not believing right about because I'm too connected to the world in certain areas and I'm not connected enough to God in certain areas. And so, so when, you, when you do that, then literally the fruit of that is just a natural flow of unbelief. But when you decide, you know what, I'm gonna actually pray and connect to God, now I'm gonna be able to begin to align with God, his word, his voice, hearing him in a kitchen with a businessman saying, hey, it's not, it's not dry, it's just clogged. You begin to, uh, to get things flowing in your life and you begin fasting connects you to God and, and, and prayer connects you to God. Now you can actually align up with who he wants you to be, what he wants you to do, and, and, and who you're called to be in this next year and the things that you want to, to be changed. Does this make sense at all? It's simple. It's simple, but it's, it's just real. It's the Bible. And so I can't align with God if I have certain levels of unbelief in my life. I just can't walk out on a daily basis and align with who he wants me to be. And so my prayer for you in these next 21 days, I pray you'll be a part 
If you can't be, get, we'll have a worship list that we'll put out. I believe we have a worship list of what the songs we're singing are. And so you can download that list and pray with us from six to seven. We have books in the lobby uh, that are prayer guides and prayer books where all of our church will be praying those same things for those 21 days. I know many of you work, some of you work early. I think I know two people in the room that have very early schedules at like six. And so you can't make it. No shame, no guilt in that. Just get the book, get the prayer book, fill it out and begin to pray in unity with our church and believe God. And there's so much unity in that. And, uh, and then on Saturday mornings, we have prayer uh, from, from uh, nine o'clock, I mean, excuse me, eight o'clock to nine o'clock um, all through this month. And, and by the way, next week, I didn't say this, but next week we have um, uh, Serve Knock Saturday. So we'll be praying uh, here at, from eight to nine and then going to Serve Knock Saturday and serving about a thousand cars with food and, and diapers and Come on, we're, we're not gonna stop that stuff. Come on, we're gonna keep doing that as a church. And some, some, I was talking with a friend there today. I said, man, we're doing it once a week right, or once a month right now. And they're doing it every week. And I said, I don't know how you do it every week. He's like, man, it's just like lifting weights. You start with a, a little bit of weight and then you keep lifting. And then all of a sudden you're like, wow, we can lift more weight. And so I just wanna encourage you. Some of you are like, man, I don't know if I can pray and fast 21 days. Just start small, start with a little bit. Start with 10 minutes of prayer. Start with getting the book. Do, and then all of a sudden you'll get through you know, a few days or maybe this 21 days Go, wow, I'm a lot stronger and I can do a lot more than I thought I could do. And I, and I just, that's the heart of us as a church. Just continue to step into the things of God. And so I'd encourage you, uh, start tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. We're gonna believe God to see strongholds broken in our life. Amen. I'm believing God to see strongholds broken in your mind. Many of us have mindsets of unbelief. You just, you just do in areas. I, I do in areas. There's areas of my life that, that, that I don't go to prayer as my first response. Prayer should be my first response, not my last resort. And so I need to say, okay, God, I need you to reset my mind. Come on, I'm raising three. I got a 19-year-old living in the basement. Come on, I need some faith, somebody. I need some, I need some supernatural faith. I love him with all my heart, but we're putting a timeline on that sucker. You got till May, baby. <laughs> Anybody got a room for rent? Y'all, y'all see me after church. I got a mindset of faith. I need to believe God for him and for him. I mean, I'm just being honest, stepping out on his own. It's scary having a 19-year-old young dude that hasn't developed in his brain fully. Come on, we know guys don't develop in their brain until they're about 25, you know, maybe 45, I don't know, but, but 50, you know, but, but he's stepping out into the world, stepping out into a little apartment. I'm gonna get my faith up. Like some days, my faith is down. I'm like, man, is he gonna make it? How's it gonna happen? What's he gonna do? Is it gonna be okay? Like as a dad, I'm releasing this young man. Did I do enough? Is I good enough dad? Was I, you know, is he ready? All those things. And so I need my mindset. You need your mindset. I think we can get faith. We begin to rise faith up in our life through prayer and fasting and nothing's impossible. So nothing shall be impossible. So I connect to him. And I disconnect from the world. It's kind of it's simple. It's kind of like going to the dentist. Who likes the dentist? Nobody. Who, who, who brushes their teeth every day? Come on, y'all better. You should be every hand in church. Come on. And I brush my teeth every day. But I go to the dentist twice a year for an annual cleaning, right? Or a biannual cleaning. And so the twice a year, how many of you go to the dentist, you know, and then you've brushed your teeth every day, but they put that little bib on you and then they start scraping and pulling and scraping and crunching. They put it all, and then you look down and you've got all this weird gunk from your teeth on that little bib. I'm like, that's disgusting. 
I'm like, I promise I brush my teeth like every day. They're like, no, this is normal. That's what fasting does. Like every day, I know you're a Christian, you read your Bible, you get in the word, you know God, you do that daily, but, but the world gunks you up. It gets into, it's just, just the gunk of the world gets in our life. And so God goes in and starts scraping at your soul, scraping at your, th- and putting some little minty fresh in your mouth, making you, and he, and he changes things. It's like, I didn't know all that was there. That's what fasting does. You don't realize how gunked up you get from the world. We get gunked up. Jesus said it this way. Remember when he was going to wash the disciples' feet and, 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 and he goes, I need to wash your feet. And Peter's like, man, if you're going if you're, if you're to wash my feet, and Jesus, Peter's like, no, don't wash my feet. God forbid. And he's like, I am God. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm not going to wash, you, don't, you can't wash my feet. And then, and then he's, and he's like, well, if, I don't, if I don't wash your feet, you have no part of me, is what Jesus says. And then Peter, I love Peter. He's like, well, dang, wash my whole body then. I love Peter, man. He's just like, if, I, if that's what it takes to be a part of you, just give me a whole bath, Lord. Wash my, and, and, and Jesus says, you, you don't need a whole bath for you're clean. He's talking about you're saved. You're a Christian. Your heart's right with God. You don't, you don't need salvation like that. He goes, but, but your feet just need cleaned because Jesus was talking about the daily walk of life. They walked on the roads. They wore sandals. They had animals and beasts of burden that carried stuff. And so it was a dirty environment. And so just walking daily in the walk of life gets us gunked up and dirty. Not even when we're not even when we're trying. We're not trying to. We're trying to live holy and pure. But the reality is, man, you turn on TV, it's a lust fest. You turn you turn on the news, it's a death fest. You turn on you turn you you, you listen to reports, and then you're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You're checking in, you're checking out. You're listening to people when they put what kind of shoes, what kind of meal they ate, what kind of pictures they took, what kind of what kind of little trip they had, what kind of goats they have at their farm. Come on, y'all got goats right there. Uh, you're, you're looking at all that stuff, and now you're listening to a thousand voices other than God's. And, we, and listen, we do all that. Come on, we know. You can look at, you'll go to your screen time and look at it. I'm not trying to get on your toes today, but you look at your screen time and see that time, and then compare it to the time you've actually spent with God. I'm just, I'm just saying it's easy to get gunked up. I can, I'll be, I can go play golf for four hours, but I have a hard time praying for four hours. I'll be honest in church, somebody. Golf, four hours for golf is nothing. But to sit with God for four hours. And so I need this. I'm preaching to myself. I need this as much as you need this. I need, I need a degunking and a cleaning and letting God begin to cleanse some things in my life. Come on, intermittent fasting. We know all the benefits of intermittent fasting because the body gets gunked up with food. And so we know all these health benefits. So fasting, it's like spiritually intermittent, you know, getting your body healed and your mind healed and your spirit healed. And so we're gonna do that these next 21 days. I'd encourage you, man, be a part of that. Allow the volume of God's voice to increase in your life. I want you to have stories. I want, I want y'all to come up and find me with stories like that well. I, 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 that's... I would love to be walking through the lobby and you go, Pastor, you wouldn't believe what God did this week. Man, this is what he said. This is what he did. You know what happened in my neighbor's house? You know what happened down the street? You know what happened at work? Hey, I, I, those, these aren't just my stories. These are your stories. And God's gonna do that as we connect to him and disconnect from the world. And so I would encourage you, maybe, maybe you're watching five hours of TV a day. Take it down to one, fast. Maybe for the next 21 days, uh, somebody said, well, what kind of fast? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do food. You remember when Daniel fasted? I'm gonna do 21 days. It's called a Daniel fast. We'll have some information in the little book. You can look it up online. And maybe you just, so Daniel fasted. He ate no meat. He ate no sweets. He ate no breads. 
He, he just ate vegetables and drank, drank water for 21 days. The Bible says that there was an angel dispatched on day one. And the angel said, I heard you on day one, but I had a demonic angel in the atmosphere that had hindered me from getting to you. I mean, this is, this is real. There's real warfare in the atmosphere. There's angels and there's forces of evil and, and God is good and there's, there's a battle. And when we pray and fast, literally, there's the, it's the, the Lord hears you day one, but, but sometimes it takes uh, fasting and pressing in and these angels are wrestling. I mean, that, the Bible talks about it. It's not removed from our reality. This is real stuff. The Bible says the unseen is more real than the seen. And everything that you see is made from what you don't see. And so as we pray and fast, I'm believing God. Maybe you just say, okay, I'm gonna, listen, start, maybe you've never fasted. I've had people go, man, I've never fasted. They're so excited. Maybe start with one meal. Maybe you fast breakfast and go, okay. Uh, and when you do fast, replace it with time with God. Repla I'm gonna give you some practice. Replace it with just time, maybe 15, 20 minutes in the time it would take to prepare that meal and eat that meal. You just sit and get in the word. Have a, I'm gonna probably do some juice. I'll juice for 21 days, probably do a few days of just water to just cleanse my spirit and my soul. I remember the first seven-day fast I ever did on just water. And uh, man, I like, like the freshness of God, like hearing God's voice. The like day two, I could feel God's presence just right around me. I'm like, man, God, you're so close to me. If, if you feel dry in an area of your life with God, maybe it's as you fast this season, your, your have to is gonna turn into a want to. Like you, I'm like, I, I get to, I want to. Like all of a sudden, you get energized. So maybe it's that, maybe it's social media. Come on, who could use some social media fasting? Anybody? Anybody in the room? Uh, some of y'all just need to take it off. I mean, all this stuff just starts crowding out God. I don't, I don't know. And I, I would say this, let me just encourage you with this. Is this, can I, is this help anybody? Um, man, I'm, I'm just, I'm preaching to me today. So uh, let me encourage you with this. The Bible, when it, all through the Bible, when it talks about fasting, I know everybody's going to maybe do a social media or no TV or do this or do different things like that. Let me encourage you. Biblically, it's always, there's some aspect of food. So, so no matter what you do, I would encourage you. And I don't, I haven't done this before. Like I don't dictate what you need to fast. I, that's not my job. That's the Holy Spirit's job. But I would encourage you to make it around some aspect of food because, because we feed our flesh every day. When we, when we eat, we need it. We feed the flesh. When we say no to food, it's saying no to the flesh. I'm actually gonna kill the flesh. How I many know you can't cast out flesh? Some, some of y'all trying to get free from something for years now. It's part of your flesh and you've been trying to cast it out, rebuke it, pray it off of you, and it's still there. Why? Because this type comes out with prayer and fasting. And so there's a level of when you begin to fast, you kill some flesh in your life, and God begins to permeate and fill that area of your life. And so I'd, I'd encourage you, let it be some type of food uh, fast. Maybe it's a dinner, maybe it's a breakfast, maybe it's lunch, maybe it's the whole thing. You can, you can choose. If you have any questions, man, see one of our team. I'd love to to help you and encourage you. Let, write this down, the next thought, and I'm gonna pray for you. Fasting is proactive, not reactive. Fasting is proactive. So when the disciples came off the mountain, they couldn't do anything. It was too late. A lot of times we get into a situation and we wanna fast when we get into the situation. 
But, but God is a God that's proactive. And so I wanna encourage you, as you take these next 21 days, you're being very proactive with the year. And like I said earlier, God's a God of representation. As you give him the first 21 days, he's, he, it's like giving him the entire year. As you're fasting and killing your flesh and saying, God, I want your plan, I want your voice, I wanna align with you for the rest of this year, I promise you there's things that happened in my life in December this year that were because of the fast last year. Well, the same year from January. And so there's things that are gonna happen and there's a momentum that God's gonna do in your life. I can promise you because I've seen it happen. And as we come together and pray, God's gonna do some things that it can only happen through prayer and fasting. And so be proactive, not reactive. Don't wait for the situation in the middle of the year. Let's set the breakthrough now from the, from the beginning. Let's set ourselves up now for miracles and breakthrough and supernatural, the miraculous and what God wants to do in our families this year. I believe this is gonna be the best year yet. This kind of blank... This kind of blank, fill it in right now for you. This kind of blank comes out with prayer and fasting. So how many of you, I'm gonna pray, would commit to disconnecting from the world and connecting to God a little bit more in these next 21 days? Just by show of hands. It's awesome. Awesome. Father, we thank you so much for just a new year. We thank you that you've given us the power of prayer and fasting, atomic weapons in the kingdom, supernatural nukes for the kingdom of God. Lord, we want your purpose. We don't just want to aim through another year. We don't want to have successful businesses without your voice. We don't, we don't want to have white picket fences and little, little family dreams without your purpose. We don't want to do church without you. We don't want to just set up and gather and and not see anything changed. God, I thank you that our testimony as a church, as a people, we'd be a house of prayer. I pray for people all across this room and watching online. I pray today, God, that, that we would be strong. Starting now, you would give us the strength. We'd be unified together, that we would, we, would dis, we would connect to you and we would disconnect from the world in some facet in these next 21 days. And you would show off and you would show up and you would do what you do. I don't have the strength. We don't have the strength to heal anybody. Lord, we don't have the power to do any of it, but you've given us your spirit. And so I declare that it is not dry, that it is just clogged, and that things would become unclogged today. Certain areas of thinking, certain mindsets, certain strongholds, certain fears, certain doubts, anything clogging up the mind, anything the enemy's thrown at us, shame or guilt or despair. I thank you for unclogging us. You said that rivers of living water would flow out of our life, Lord. I pray for a supernatural flow from this house and this church and these families this year like never before. I thank you, Lord, we wouldn't just keep it all to ourselves. It would flow and bring life wherever it goes. If you're in this room, no one, no one looking around, maybe, maybe you're here, maybe you hadn't been here in a while, or maybe, maybe you're here for the first time, and you know you need to give your life to Jesus. Every week we give people an opportunity. What better day than the first day of the year to say, you know what, God, I'm gonna have a fresh start with you. I'm gonna give you my life. If you're watching online, right where you are, maybe you need a fresh start with God. Maybe you know you need to surrender and go, you know what, I'm gonna do this God's way. I, I, I believe Jesus died. I believe he's my savior and I need him to lead my life. Maybe you've been a Christian and you just walked away from God and you need him to lead your life again going into this year. The Bible just calls that a fresh start. Maybe you've never become a Christian, never surrendered to him. Maybe you need to do that again. No one looking around, heads bowed, eyes closed, just for a second. I'm gonna ask you in a minute to slip your hand to me. I wanna pray for you. If you're online, would you just type in right now, fresh start with God. I need a fresh start. The Bible says this, 
If you give your life to Jesus, you get a fresh start in God. No one looking around, just a holy moment. If that's you, you say, Pastor, I need a fresh start with God. Would you just put your hand up high to me and let me pray for you? That's me. I need a fresh start with God. Thank you for your boldness. Thank you for your honesty. I need a fresh start. If you're online, would you just type in fresh start? Thank you for your honesty and boldness. Come on, church. People saying yes to Jesus right now. Maybe you're coming to him for the first time or maybe you're coming back to him. Let me pray for you right now. Let's just pray this prayer together as a family. Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Jesus, thank you for taking all my sin and shame and guilt. Thank you for taking all of it, all the, all the pressures of this life and nailing it to a tree for dying for me on that cross. Thank you that you didn't stop there, that you rose from the dead to give me a brand new heart, a heart of flesh that I could follow you and love you and serve you. You removed the heart of stone. I believe that you are God. I believe you rose from the dead. And I just declare that I receive you as my Lord and Savior today. I believe you paid for my sins and you give me a brand new fresh start and an eternal relationship with an amazing Father in heaven. Thank you, God. I give you all the glory and praise and honor for the rest of my days in Jesus' matchless name. Come on, let's give God praise. People saying yes to God in this place. Thank you for listening to another Transformation Church sermon podcast. If you would like someone to pray with you, or if you would like some ministry materials, please email us at hello at transformationchurch.us.